Welcome to Ladies Who Finance Podcast. My name is Debbie, and I'm a money coach. And my name is Sonia, and I'm a first-gen Latinx tax pro. Together, we're Ladies Who Finance. This podcast is about empowering women and discuss hard topics like finance, debt, and taxes. What's up, Debbie? Hey! How's it going? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. Oh, my God. We were just cracking up so much before this recorded. I learned a new word, you guys. <laughs> new right. <laughs> we, we were talking about my cats, and, and you asked if one... What are they? I was like, oh, one's a girl, one's a boy. And I was, and I was like, you know, but you know, he's not much of a boy because we had to neuter him. And you're like, what do you mean? And I was like, he doesn't have his, you know, his his boy parts anymore. <laughs> and then that, that led us down the road of my husband said that that for dogs they have fake ones that when you remove them you can you can have the doctor install new ones and they're called nudicles. <laughs> You hear that first, you guys. <laughs> you know, it's a thing for dogs. <laughs> and mind you, I've been taking care of a few dogs. I mean, majority of them are females, but I have like at least two male dogs. Best believe I'm going to be checking out because <laughs> then they got me very curious. I mean, I don't. I got to do it discreet. Right, but anyway, <laughs> so, so if you see Sonia in a dog park looking at your dog bunny, just walk away. <laughs> Yeah, don't mind me, you guys. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Just take your dog away. I, I would totally understand you. But anyway. We're not here to talk about dog junk. We're here to talk about finances. Yeah. Primarily credit card. Oh, I hate, oh. <clears throat> hate credit card debt. You already know my story. Guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> And and it's one of the reasons why I love being a money coach so much because I see the impact of what credit card debt does to people. And it's just like I want to do an episode in the future about like how credit card debt like affects their mindset, you know, and how it affects their confidence and everything else to really go into detail. But they're using a new tactic. And when I was talking to Sonia about it, she was like, we should just talk about this on the podcast. They use tactics to keep you in debt. It's kind of like I always think of like credit card companies like like Vegas, you know how they say like the house always wins, Mm -hmm. you know, they can offer you all the cash back that they want, the travel points, like, you know, anything and everything to entice you percentages off of, you know, gas and, you know, groceries and restaurants and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, those tactics are to help you stay in debt. And people don't realize that they use interest to their favor because, and I have this on episode two, if you guys want to really find out exactly what credit card companies are doing to keep you in debt, that was a really insight, um, in-depth conversation about it. And I really went into detail, but they have now stepped up their game and it's really infuriating. One of the things that I love about being a money coach is that my clients are like the barometer of what's going to happen when you coach so many, so many clients at the same time about their credit card debt, you start seeing a trend. And when you see a trend, you're like, that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening everywhere. So I have now a total of five clients that have told me this in the last two weeks. And that's when I was like, we've got to talk about this. Let's talk about what happens when you make a late payment, even by a day. So when you make a late payment, Everyone knows that, you know, pretty much your balance gets carried over to the following month. 
automatically, even if you make a payment the next day. Your balance automatically gets moved to the next month. So interest goes and gets charged on the whole total. But when you make a late payment, what happens is APR kicks in. And a lot of people, when I say APR, they're like, what's that? When you apply for a credit card, you usually will see two interest rates that are on the application or online. They'll say this much for interest and this much for APR. What APR stands for is annual percentage rate, but it's not annual at all. <laughs> There's the first sneaky thing that they do. It's not annual. What it is, it's, it's an interest rate that they break down into a daily interest rate. So anytime that you make a late payment, APR kicks in. And what they do is they go back to the last purchase that you made on that card. So let's say we're in September now. You make a late payment. Your balance carries over to October. The interest rate that you normally pay goes carries away to October as well. But let's say you didn't make up, you didn't charge anything on that card since July. APR kicks in as soon as you're late and they charge you that daily percentage rate back to the data purchase in July. So from that data purchase, you're getting assessed an additional interest rate going back that's added on to your balance that gets carried forward to the following month. And then on top of this horrible gift <laughs> is the bow on top, which is that late payment. And that's how they love for you to be late. Anytime that they're late, this automatically happens. Some of my clients will tell me, and I used to do this too, when I, when God forbid I was late on a payment. You call up and you advocate for yourself and you're like, you know, I've been a client, of, of a customer of yours for a very long time. Can you please waive the late fee? And you explain why you were late. And most of the time they're like, oh yeah, we, we can waive it one time a year. Not a problem at all. So you're like, oh wow, great. I saved money. But no one is telling you what this APR is doing. So it really is interest going back to the data purchase and interest moving forward. Like this is why they are a multi-billion dollar company. All credit card companies are multi-billion dollar companies because of tactics like this. And I go into depth into so many more tactics that they use in episode two. So if you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode two. But the new thing that they're doing, now that you understand what happens when a payment is late, what they do now is they seem to be playing around with the with the payment due date. So the payment due date you should still be around the same day each month. The reason for that is because then you can plan your paychecks. So let's say the first paycheck you get, let's say you get paid biweekly. The first paycheck you get is normally for your rent or your mortgage. The second paycheck that you normally get is the one that people tend to pay their bills, including their credit cards. So many, many, many times your credit card payments are due around the middle of the month. And let's say you have a, I don't want to name a specific bank, but let's say Bank A. Bank A, you've had that credit card for 10 years and their due date has always been the 15th of the month. The trend that I'm seeing with my clients is that it's no longer the 15th of the month. There's no notice. There's no email. There's no notification to you. They now all of a sudden it's the 10th. It seems to be four or five days that gets pushed back. And the reason for that, of course, is because they're hoping that one, you're not going to notice. And two, that they're going to catch you being late so that they can do this whole thing. And if you're not noticing about the due date the first month, 
You might not notice about the due date the second month or on a second card. So this isn't just happening to you once. This is a possibility that could be happening to you on multiple cards, even if it's one month. Multiple cards on one month. That is hundreds of dollars that you don't realize you're being assessed because you get no notification about APR. All the tactics that credit card companies are doing now, by law, they can. It should be fraud, but it's not. And it's always assumed now, before they had to send you that written statement, like when anything changed with your agreement, it was like that, that pamphlet with the tiny little handwriting that you had to like really look with a microscope to see what the heck it said. I don't know anyone that read it, but that was an indication something was changing. So you could log on to your account and figure out if it's the late fee, if, you know, if it's another thing, the interest rate. But now anything that credit card companies decide to change on their own, they don't have to notify you anymore. And they also say that it's part of the original agreement that you checked off when you signed up to have the card in the first place. So everything goes back to your customer agreement. It's it's terrible. Like, it's terrible what they're doing. And when you don't have an eye on your finances, when you don't have a budget in place, when you aren't tracking your expenses, when you don't see where your money's going, you're going to overspend on your credit cards. You're not going to notice that this is happening. And then these these are the people that normally say, say the phrase, I don't know what's happening with my money. I make money and I don't have no idea what's happening with it. I don't know where it goes. Or I keep making payments to my credit cards, but the balances don't move. And this is what's happening behind the scenes, plus everything I said in episode two. I don't want to repeat myself, but there are such sneaky tactics. And the whole purpose of it is to keep you in debt. My clients, when we start breaking down their debt, they will, if they didn't realize what the impact that interest rates are having on them, they typically would continue to make the minimum payment for 13 years before they were actually have their balance paid off. Like it's sick. It's sick what people think. And, and, and people automatically assume, well, I have debt and of course I'm going to pay interest on it. You know, um, I make the minimum payments or I make above the minimum payments. So I'm, I'm moving forward. But what they don't realize is the impact of the high interest that they have is how much of that interest eats up that payment. So you're really not making a payment towards your balance. And that's why if you make the minimum payment, the trend that I see with my clients, it's, it's an average of 13 years that it would take you to pay it off. And what could you do with that money in 13 years if you were able to be credit card debt free in a year or six months? It's, 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 it's insane. I, I wish that this was talked about more, but it's not, it's not being talked about. And the re and that, and that just profits the credit card companies and it, and it's a detriment to us. Yes. And I definitely agree. And very interesting. You guys, this was just about two weeks ago, I believe when mm -hmm. Debbie had reached out to me because we you know we're going through the process of me knocking down my discovered credit card. Yes. Yeah, ask me if any of the two credit cards that I currently hold have a due date that has changed. I was like, I don't believe so. And I'm someone who already pays at a particular time, which is usually the the tenth um or the fifteenth, depending. Uh, usually it's the tenth of every month where I would um manually um send payments to my two credit card company. And so she had me wondering, like, well, I don't think they are, but let me just double check. And I will say that <laughs> it's not Discovery Guys, but I'm not going to mention <laughs> the other credit card company that I have. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that particular company 
did in fact change the due date. And again, mind you, I will always pay on the 10th. And this one got pushed back by four days Mm -hmm. where I was like, what the heck? This is insane. And I tried to review the fine print statement. Mm -hmm. Nowhere does it say that there was a change of the due date Mm -hmm. or let alone like my APR. Or interest rate matter. Yeah. And it, it upset me because I'm like, just can't imagine how many people just do have no idea that this mm-hmm. has changed in yeah. their statements and mm-hmm. they're still continuing to pay that minimum payment, not realizing that, you know, just even the small change of due date can impact them because these credit card companies are being very sneaky mm-hmm. by really hoping that majority of us won't catch that. So mm-hmm. that they can continue to collect those damn interest from us. And it's already mm-hmm. a lot that we're paying as it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are listening to this right now, I recommend that you check your statement right now to see if your due date has changed. And if you're someone who still continue to make those uh, credit card payments, especially if you have an ongoing balance, that this is something that you need to now re-strategize and make sure that you are making those payments on time. Because as Debbie says, you know, making a late payment, you're racking up interest and you're just Mm -hmm. giving more to these horrendous credit card companies who are basically, (laughs) which sucks because I feel like they're abusing the system in a way and they're getting away with it. Because they're allowed to. Yeah. That's that's what it is. They're allowed to. So so to to our listeners, so what Sonia said is exactly right. Like look at your statement. Like look at the actual statement. And I want you to look for two things. I want you to see if your due date changed and a payment due date. And I also want you to prove me wrong and DM me if, if you see it because I will high five you and tell you that's amazing. You have an amazing bank. And I doubt I will get any DMs on this. Look to see if the interest rate is actually on the statement. Two years ago, the interest rate had to be on the statement. And that little breakdown that they give you saying, like, if you continue making the minimum payments, it'll take you this long or whatever. But they don't tell you how much you're spending on your interest. And the interest rates are no longer on your statement. So that little breakdown is useless because it doesn't tell you the amount you're going to pay in interest and for how many years. It just says if you continue making the minimum payments, it'll take you this many years to do it. It's like saying like one plus five. They don't tell you the middle numbers four. like without knowing your interest rate and without having that breakdown of this is how much debt you have. This is the interest rate you have. If you continue making the minimum payments, you'll pay $20,000 on interest alone, in, not including your balance. And it'll take you 13 years, for example, like that missing piece is the interest rate. So look at your statement, see if that due date changed and see if call me, call me out. That interest rate is not going to be on your statement. If you want to know what your interest rate is, you're going to have to log on to your co- your credit card company, your, the website, and actually look for it because it's not going to be in plain sight. And that's done on purpose yet again, one another sneaky way, which I go into in episode two. But this new tactic, it bothers me so much because it, it's trying to fool you again. So if you want to avoid this, two things. So sometimes what you do is if you set up an automatic payment, you have a few options. If you want to save money or at least not save money, but save more time before you have to make that payment, make sure that you set the automatic payment to the due date 
and not the statement end date. The difference between the two is a statement usually goes from the you know, typically from the 13th or the 15th of one month to the 13th or 15th of the other month. They have to have that eight, uh, end statement date because they have to stop the transaction or else you'd get like a bill for six months. So that statement end date, sometimes some companies allow you to make the payment on that date. That's useless. You don't have to make the payment on that date. The payment needs to be made by the, by the payment due date. And if you have, if you have it set to the statement end date, you can push your payment 12 to 14 days by putting it to the payment due date. That'll buy you a little bit more time and it'll guarantee that whether they, they, they take that payment due date and they push it forward. If they push it back, if they Missy Elliott flip it and reverse it with all their sneaky tactics, <laughs> I love saying that, um, it, it's not going to affect you and you're not going to get a payment. And that way, let them wait. Let them wait until the payment is due if they're going to be doing this anyway before they, they get their money. That's just how I feel. Ooh, I love that. I love Can't that. You know what? I might end up doing that myself. Usually I'm particularly paying <laughs> at a certain time, but mm -hmm. I might just consider doing it automatically because, yeah, yeah, similar to, <laughs> to tax payment, you guys, like, wait till the very last day if you can. We don't, you know. The IRS don't need to keep your money, you know, just mm -hmm. there's a due date for a reason, similar to a credit card, like there's a due date for a reason. So if it's not due until the 15th, then, then then wait until the 15th to make that payment. But mm -hmm. thank you so much Ed, for letting us know about this because I was even caught off guard and mm -hmm. it was very upsetting. And I'm, I know that already your clients were pretty upset and probably were freaking out mm -hmm. one by one point trying to I, figure out like, how can we? I'll go about this so that mm -hmm. I can avoid paying more interest because I already have so much going on on my plate that I'm trying yeah. to knock this down. So as soon as I started seeing the trend, I literally started sending Voxer messages. Voxer is an app that we use for, for our clients to be able to talk to them privately. It's it, you can do a voice note or you can text it. I literally was leaving voice notes for all my clients, like check your due date, check your paper statement due date, check it. They're moving the dates. And all of a sudden I started getting messages. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Debbie's it, phone was blowing up all right. I, it really was. And I was like, no, don't tell me another one. Total of five so far. Total of five so far that they're seeing it. But everyone is keeping an eye out now for it. And that's when I'm like, I got to get the message out. You know, mm -hmm. if if you're making a payment to your to your balance and the payment and the and the balance amount doesn't move, that's a red flag that you're paying high interest. And when I say high interest, people are like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I know I pay interest on my credit cards. You know, that's that's the price of having a credit card. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, you pay interest, but you should be paying the interest around the same percentage that you signed up for the card when you did. Chances are, if you've had a card for, let's say, five or six years, you probably were paying the early 20 percent, 18 to 20 percent when you got the card. I now have four clients that are at 32 percent. And they didn't sign up at cards at 32%. They started gradually increasing it. They're not going to go from 15 to 20% to 32% because that minimum payment is going to skyrocket. And that's going to be an indication to you, like, hold up, something's going on. So instead, the sneaky way they do it is that they do it slowly, but they're still increasing it every few months again and again and again, because the higher that interest rate goes, the more your debt stays still, no matter what you do, even if you stop charging on that card and you continue making that minimum payment, you're going to see that the minimum payment is not going to budge that number at all. Even if you throw extra money at it, 
Like I've had clients tell me, oh, before they started working with me, I throw an extra $100 at my minimum payment. And they feel like, yeah, like I'm being financially smart. Like I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm trying to pay it faster. And I'm like, well, does the balance move? And they're like, no, no, it doesn't move. I'm like, so that extra hundred you keep throwing at, the, at that balance every single month, you're literally throwing cash out the window and you're making the company money, but your balance isn't moving. So it's not serving you. So if you guys are seeing any of these indications that your balance doesn't move, you're throwing extra at the money, you're seeing that your minimum payment is going up without you charging anything extra on that card, I offer a free 30-minute call. Like book a call with me and let me go over your debt with you. I love breaking down debt because I love showing you what happens, like your total debt, what interest rate you're paying on the debt and how many years it's going to take you to pay it off. That breakdown, it takes the emotion out of your money for a split second and it gets you mad at the credit card companies. And when you're mad at the credit card companies, I'm high-fiving you through the lens of Zoom because I'm like, yes. Now that you're mad at it, now that you see what they're doing to you and how much they're costing you, let's freaking do something about it. And that's how my clients get to be credit card debt free faster. Get mad at it, but understand what they're doing. Once you have that knowledge, that knowledge is gold. Yes, for sure. No, thank you so much, Debbie, um, for letting us know. So if you guys are listening to this and you already are reviewing your statements and you need help or guidance, Debbie's your go-to girl. <laughs> so don't hesitate to reach out because she's truly amazing. She's already getting booked out again, you guys. So don't wait. <laughs> Go for it. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, for sharing this information. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in. And if you guys have any other topics or any suggestions for us. Suggestions. Thank you. <laughs> Let us know through our DMs. Other than that, Thank you, Debbie, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. You got it. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, we will love it if you rate it five stars and leave a review. And if money is a point of stress for you or you're ready to start managing your finances, pay off your debt, and achieve your savings goals stress-free, I invite you to book a strategy call with me. And if you're looking to minimize your tax liability and implement tax strategies to avoid a tax bill shock, book a consultation call with me to get started. Our calendar links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.